You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 169. In this episode, I'm doing honor coaching with Anne-Marie Singer about how to go to market with all her passions. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Anne-Marie Singer, who is in my moment to mastermind. She's made a long journey to find out her true passion, and now she works as a writer and a painter. We talk about how she can put all her passions under one umbrella so she can finally find one message for her marketing. Want to know the secret behind my multi-million dollar lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigma.com forward slash 169. There you also find the show notes of this episode. I'm so excited to be here with Anne-Marie Singer, who is in my monument group, and she's actually also joining me on Mastermind Retreat Iceland. That's so exciting. And she here is doing an on-air coaching call with me today. And so let's dive in. Anne-Marie, thank you for being on the on-air coaching call. Thank you, Sigurd. Hello. <laughs> nice to be here and having the chance talking to you. So... Before we dive into your challenge, can you tell the anyone listening, what is it that you do? So I'm a writer and a painter. And um, any kind of creative expression is something, for me, it's something where you can find out who you are. It is a powerful force when you discover your creativity because by watching your own expression, you can no longer cheat yourself by making up any stories. I, I use painting, dancing, and yes, writing. These are the means I'm doing my work with. Great. So what is the challenge you want to discuss today? So my challenge is that I really have every day a new idea waking up in the morning <laughs> and having actually 1000 ideas for products but no ideas for selling them this is a part of the entrepreneurial curse <laughs> <laughs> most entrepreneurs are very very creative and we have new ideas every day and the first step is to understand what you do with the new ideas. So first of all, you need to have some kind of a logbook or a notebook, or uh, maybe you have an electronic file. I use Evernote and you have to lock all your ideas down. It doesn't mean you have to act on them, but you need to put them somewhere because they have to go out of your head into this file and create space for other things that are coming or you actually working on ideas you got 
yesterday or a week ago or a month ago or a year ago, and you don't have that space if your head is full of new ideas. Because the new ideas are taking up space, they're taking up energy, they're taking up time, and we have to first get them away. I attended a talk by Michael Hyatt some years ago, and he talked about this too. Uh, he's a successful entrepreneur, uh, and he said, yeah, this is what happens to us entrepreneurs. We constantly have new ideas. And it has nothing to do being like, a, you know, you're a very creative person and an artist. It is also just an entrepreneurial strike to have so many new ideas. And it's crucial in order to move forward in your business and be able to market and sell your best ideas that you need to put the new ideas on hold for now and not always act on them. Because the problem is if you constantly act on the new ideas, no idea is going to be have the chance to become yes. a masterpiece. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm experiencing. So I tried to find an umbrella over all my ideas if there is something they are connected with. So I found the tagline, make your life sexy. Because actually that's what I'm doing with all this stuff, with all the expression. Learn to know who you are so that you can attract things into your life. Yeah. Let's go back to, okay, so you have so many ideas. This is a, an advice for anyone who has a lot of ideas. We need to park them. And even if, uh, you know, you're an, you're an artist, you are a creative person, you teach people or coach people or train people through your arts or them creating their own art so they find themselves, that's an idea in itself, right? Now, this idea could be something that you do with live workshops or you do it through training courses, you know, but it is an essentially one idea and it's an umbrella in that sense. This uh, method of, hey, you can, you can find your true self by expressing yourself and then you have different means to do it. Uh, let's say you have a live workshop, you have a retreat you have some training courses, maybe you have some cards that I can pull and I can read. There are many means, but it could all fit in the one umbrella. The problem starts when you start to have new ideas and want to include them and they don't fit the umbrella and you start to invent a new umbrella that doesn't make sense, yeah? Because all of us who are creative, and I, I believe everyone is creative. They just don't know it. You can be creative cooking. You can be creative, you know, doing your garden, whatever. Everyone is creative. The problem is if we in business sense are trying to fit everything that we can do under one umbrella. So for instance, I'm a decent photographer. I am kind of the designated photographer for my family if there are big events. Uh, there was a confirmation uh, last weekend for my niece. I am the one that shows up with a professional camera and take pictures. Now, you don't know this because I do not advertise this. I do not market this. I do not sell this officially. I thought about doing it. So still four years ago, I was in my first year of business. I was doing portrait photography and I would openly talk about it. And I totally confused the market. I had on my website, oh, yeah, yeah, you can book a photography session with me. And at the same time, I was saying, oh, yeah, you can book a business coaching session with me. Which one was it? It's two different things. 
you can try as much as you want, but it still doesn't fit together. So I had to drop the photography. I am a passionate photographer, but it does not fit business coaching. I can still do it. And honestly, I've actually taken a break from it for two, three years now. And I do very little uh, photography with my professional camera. So I was happy when I'm asked to do it in the family, you know, so I can let my creative juices flowing, take pictures, process them, share them. I enjoy all that, but it does not fit my business. And I know for a fact that if I had forced this under one umbrella, the business photography guru, whatever expert, I would not have the business that I have today if I had done that. So it could be that you or anyone listening also has some business ideas. Maybe you even created a product. Maybe you have some cards or maybe you've written a book or maybe you have created a course. It just doesn't fit. Like it's, you're trying to find an umbrella that fits your ideas versus actually it should be the opposite. You just said before, I think I have an umbrella for all my ideas. Let's ignore the ideas that you have. Let's assume something has happened and they're just all gone. You still have your mind. You know that you're very capable and that you are good at what you do. But currently there are no, there is nothing there. You haven't written a book. You don't have any cards. You, you have nothing. No paintings, nothing. We're starting from scratch. Blank sheet of paper. What is it that you want to be known for? One thing. <laughs> Hard question. <laughs> I think I would say writer. Writer. Okay. So the first thing that comes to your mind is the correct one. So you have a pen and paper in front of you. That's good. You can write down. Writer. I believe in this gut instinct, this intuition that we all have. And when we're pressed for an answer, we just blurb out whatever is true. Sometimes we're even annoyed or frustrated and whatever comes out is the right thing. It's a reason also, you know, you can look at yourself as being like a layers of onion. And if I ask you why, and I ask you why again, and why again, and why again, ultimately we'll get to the core of the thing. Okay, so writer came up. That's great. That's great. So you love to write. Yes. And to think about values and share that all. And it's also a means for me to to reflect myself. When I read what I have written, I can ask myself, is that really what you're thinking about? So sometimes I think, oh, come on, that can't be true. That, that really comes out of your mind. So that's what I really love about writing. What if you had to build a sentence, something like, I help X, you have to you know, define who X is, doing Y, so you help them achieve something so that they can do set. So if you had to fill into the blanks of this sentence, what do you think it is that you ultimately want to do? You, it doesn't mean you're doing it right now, but... So there is something about perspectives, you know, see that everything has more perspectives and that we are actually used to look at things, look at life, look at ourselves in one way. So I really are interested in change your perspective. You want to help others change their perspective. Why do they need to change their perspective? 
in order to find out who they are. Actually, it's always the same because um, we have um, pictures and of ourselves and uh, patterns of behavior which are not ourselves. We, we got them while we grew up from parents, from neighborhood, whoever. But it's so important to know your own wishes, your own behavior, what is true for you. Finding out your, your real wishes, your real dreams, and not following the expectations of the wrong pictures you have in mind of yourself. Who are these people and what do they think they're struggling with? Actually, they are frustrated <laughs> by never being enough. Because if you not know what your own wishes are or your own values are, you follow wrong values, other people's values and expectations. And that's frustrating because you will never be enough. Yeah, but I think... Exactly when you say never be enough, that is what you need to focus on because the change perspective, that doesn't resonate. Like that's ultimately what you want to help them do, but they don't know that. You have to focus on how they feel right now. Okay. You always start with a problem at hand. So if you come into a room and you would speak to a, a group of, I guess, women are your ideal client. You speak to this woman and you say, do you ever feel that you're not enough? And then, you know, some of them will raise their hand versus if you would say, do any of you want to change your perspective? And they would sit there. Huh? What's that? So you need to speak a simple language, a language that your audience might actually use versus you are the expert and we use a different language. So that's really important. The second thing is, okay, they feel currently... You want to help women who don't feel or never feel being enough. What do you want to help them with? What do they gain from changing their perspective? What is the true outcome for them? Self-consciousness. What does that bring me? <laughs> living a rich life, living my own life, not someone else's life, being happy. <laughs> yeah, that puts it better, like living a fulfilled and happy life. Yes. Yeah. So you need to work on this a little bit more. I think in the context of this on our coaching call, I want to come back to all the ideas and the umbrella. I think the umbrella you just mentioned before is not the correct one. Okay. It's not about being sexy or making life sexy or anything like that. It doesn't even fit who you are and who you really want to help if you are honest about it. If your ideal client is a woman that is constantly feeling not being enough, so obviously maybe she isn't criticized in her environment, maybe she's taking that on, she's not being herself, she's frustrated, she wish for more in life, she's probably more in her 40s or 50s because that's the time where we tend to look for ourselves and not focus so much on other people anymore. And... Uh, Sexy is not the first one that words that comes up because it's first about loving yourself and sexy is often related to other people and, and looking good and fit and things like that. So you need to find a word that describes it better. I also want you to make a catalog 
or uh, inventory of the products and ideas you have currently at hand. You don't need to be searching all your drawers for ideas, but just let's say you have 10, 15 things that you wanted to include into your business. Be really strict with yourself. Think of my examples of the photography and business coaching. I was trying to cram it together. If I had not let go of the photography, I would not be 10% of what I am today. It would hold me so much back. So see some of the ideas actually as a drag on you. Instead of you saying, this is so great. I can be doing all these things. I love being an entrepreneur. I can juggle 15 things. It's an illusion. It doesn't mean that you can never go back to it. You know, I have photography now as a hobby. I'm happy to be asked to do it. I definitely integrate it into my life in some shape and form. But it cannot be a part of my business. I cannot market and sell it. Because you know, what you become known for is what you do. Yes. And when I was showing up to all the events where I would meet entrepreneurs and I had my big camera and everybody said, oh, you're the photographer. And I'm like, no, see, that's not what I wanted to be known for. It was just a part of me, but people just, what they see is what they think they will get. So if you are dragging along some ideas with you, they might be clouding the vision that people have of you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. It's just a lot of (laughs) thinking and a lot of, you know, oh God, I have to let it go. (laughs) I think it's actually maybe even less thinking is better in this instance. You force yourself to say, okay, today, right after this call, I make an inventory of everything that I have created or I thought I would be marketing this year and I'm probably not. So it's like tick box, in and out, in and out, in and out. And you're left with a freer, clearer picture. Like if somebody comes to you and what do you do? You say, this is what I do. And here are my three, four products. It's not like, you know, what do you call it? Uh, A square thing into a round hole and things like that. You don't want that feeling. There is a sadness that comes to leaving things behind that don't serve you. I can very well understand if you've created a course that you put a lot of effort into, or you wrote a book and you put a lot of effort into it. But I can tell you that it doesn't mean that it's, it's not a waste of time. Anything we do is not a waste of time. So let's say you've written a book and we can take Mario Forleo as an example. Now, a lot of listeners might know about her. She wrote the book, how to get any man you want or something like that. I think that maybe not the exact title, but similar. It does not really fit her business. So it is available and she will kind of mention it in her bio because it makes her also be an author. She's working on her second book now. So I think that book will be more aligned with what she sells. But actually the book was about, you know, loving yourself first before you try to get that gorgeous man or (laughs) that love of your life that you're looking for. (laughs) But the title itself, How to Get Any Money Want You, it was not fitting with necessarily her business. So she was not promoting it heavily. You could find it if you looked for it on her website and super fans find things anyway. You know, if there's someone who's a super fan of you, they will find a way to buy your products, even if they're not perfectly aligned. So what you can do with those extra product, maybe there's a separate page on your website that says shop 
or maybe there's about me section. I have published these books or I have these cards or da, 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 da. And then they're just there. But they can't be a part of what you're constantly putting out there because you confuse the market. You have to look at the market as a six-year-old or a nine-year-old child. If you can't explain what you do to a six-year-old, then you haven't found a way to just market your business. Yeah. If we're using complicated words like changing perspective or creating umbrellas or, or, or complicated product names, and we can't explain it to a child, we have to take a step back and say, okay, how would I explain this to my niece or nephew or my son or daughter? what it is that actually I do to help people. And I have good practice. I have two stepsons. They are now 13 and 14, so they're a bit older, but I have always practiced explaining what I do and they really understand it. We, we have to come down to be able to market our services. We have to come down to simple wording level. Actually, it's a great test if you are using the English language. I have the Yoast SEO plugin on my WordPress site. And if I use complicated words, there's a warning. Ah, I see. <laughs> the text, yeah, the text doesn't show up green. So it's green, orange, and red. They also suggest, and that's where this idea from my, of mine comes from, they suggest you write for a lower level. So even if we have complicated thoughts and processes and we are really a true expert and maybe you want to impress our neighbor how wonderful our language is and uh, vocabulary, but for marketing... It is completely off. We use simple language. And when we write a blog post or do a podcast interview, we use relatively simple language. It's not that we assume that the people are not smart enough that are listening or reading or watching. It is that people are doing it on the go. They're on their mobile phones. They are walking in the park, listening to this podcast episode or whatever. And this processing power, they're possibly multitasking, most cases multitasking. So if I'm reading a blog post, I'm scanning it. And if it starts to get complicated words, complicated sentences, I can't scan it. I cannot grasp the essence of the blog post in 30 seconds. And that's what we want to do. With a podcast, people are multitasking. They're driving, they're in the train, they're walking. You need to speak a simple language so that they're like, oh, what did she say? <laughs> you know, oh, I don't understand. And possibly there are non-native speakers listening to you or watching. And it doesn't matter if you're speaking or writing in German or English or any other language. There's a lot of non-native speakers out there. And they appreciate it when you speak simpler language or use simpler language. But it's more the processing power of our audience. So even if our audience as highly educated, has an amazing vocabulary, we still use a simple language because simple language is powerful. I don't know if you're reading my blog posts or, or my emails, but I tend to use quite simple language. I don't use complicated words or sentences. I'm actually a super fan of short sentences. I think there's something poetic about short sentences. And if they're just four to six words... There is more power in a four to six word sentence than if it's 20 words. That's why marketing is also, you know, taglines, they are short. You should be able to describe what you do in six words. Okay, six words. 
<laughs> yeah. So I think we've come full circle with your question and it was a fantastic question. I thank you so much for bringing it on. I think a lot of people will be very happy listening to this episode because a lot of people are struggling with like, okay, I've had all, all these ideas. I don't know how to market them. So first you need to reduce the number of ideas. And when you decide what's your umbrella, what you want to be known for, what's your tagline, who do you help? Ignore the ideas. The ideas should actually come after you have decided what it is that you actually do, who do you help, and what is the outcome of your help. And then you take a very simple language to describe what you do, and you talk about it with so many people <laughs> that you get sick of it. So we are doing this 100 people challenge a lot in my Samba program currently. And I'm getting so amazing feedback. And uh, many of the masterminders are doing this uh, challenge as well. Basically, the idea is that you talk to 100 people about what you do. You know, it could be an intro call as well. But the more people you talk to about what you do, part of it is an exercise for you. That you practice to say to 100 people what it is that you do, who do you help, what is the outcome? And you start to realize you need to really simplify it. They need to get it in 30 seconds what you do. Because if you need to explain or rectify or, oh, yeah, 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 you need to kind of go on a big, you know, <laughs> journey with them so that they get it, they are off. In their head, they're already off and gone and they're not willing to listen to you. So by doing these 100 calls that I'm suggesting people are doing, you get clear on yourself. That was one of the biggest takeaway. One of uh, our uh, mastermind buddies did it in our group. And she said the biggest takeaway, first and foremost, yes, she did uh, 30 calls so far and she got new clients. So that was all good. But the biggest takeaway was that she got super clear on what it is that she does. Yes. And once you're super clear on what it is that you do, you can market it. That's the secret. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for the wonderful question. And it was fun discussing this with you today. And I bet we have helped a lot of people as well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sigrun. <laughs> Want to know the secret behind my multi-million dollar lifestyle business? Get free access to the seven states of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 169. There you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.